podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Celtic took a step closer to a Scottish Cup final in May this week by comfortably dealing with Dundee United in what could have been a tricky away tie at Tannadice. We'll now face Rangers three times in the space of a few weeks in April after being drawn against them in the semi-finals and it'll be three games that go a long way to defining the success of this debut season under Ange Postacoglu. This is episode 61 of the Celtic Exchange Weekly. This is Tino and this week I'm joined by James and Paddy to cover all things Celtic. James, are you looking forward to a mad old time in April? It's looking that way, isn't it? Um, but it gives you a bit of consolidated focus. If you win those three games plus a cup final, there's a... Potentially a Paddy Lockham treble available. Uh, what begins with PT and ends with Rebel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Paddy, a lot to get covered before that. Obviously, you know, April's going to be a really defining time of the season. We face Ross County, of course, this weekend, but we're absolutely at the business end, aren't we? It's all, you know, coming thick and fast, and every game is so crucial now. Absolutely. Um, and one of those ones where we're, we're now kind of seen uh, the fruits of the labour for the full team this season that we're actually coming into this month of April and I think I think a lot of Celtic fans last night when that draw was made would be like okay give us them you know it's, let's let's see where we are we, we're at as a squad you know it's it's been a slight testament to them in the way that they've kind of bounced back from the, the mauling we gave them um, and what they're, they're, they're doing in Europe um, but that's going to be what we're up against that's, that's going to be the, the, the hardest team that we've played this season and uh, domestically, and um, we know we can beat them, and that, that that's just got to be at the front of our minds at every game we go into. Uh, go into them, uh, sorry, go in against them. We just need to know that we we have the better of them. Uh, mm. Even at Ibrox, even at Ibrox, we've I've said on this show a few times that like, people are thinking about you know going even just get a draw there. No, you go you go and get the win. Yeah, because it just lays down the marker for the remainder. Yeah, I, I, I just think whether it's under Anger or any Celtic manager, Celtic don't do going for draws well. No. It's not something we're good at. Either just take a doing or go and win the Aye. thing. And I think the way Ange sets up and the way we know he sets up now, he's going to be going for that. James, I seen a tweet yesterday before any any of our game or, or the draw indeed, and it was a fella saying that he absolutely wants Rangers in the final because he wants them there to witness Ange's <laughs> treble. Aye. That was my thinking. You know, I, I normally am very much give us them soon as I can get them kind of thing but a showpiece final to clinch a treble and by the way I'm trying to keep everyone's feet in the ground at the same time including my own mm-hmm. but it, that would have been the occasion can I that, phew, talk about your dinner yeah just uh, for, the, for the viewers and the listeners and all that kind of stuff before we came on air James is saying listen I think we all need to kind of calm down a bit <laughs> feet on the ground guys you know everyone's getting a wee bit ahead of themselves Aye. two Obi, minutes Obi in God. banging the drum he's got his back in Europe I know, my, my I back going for the quadruple um, <laughs> so let's take a look first of all uh, at last night against Dundee United so obviously you know banana skin written all over it then you see the lineup: no Jota no Abada in reality, Paddy, it was it was actually pretty comfortable all round, wasn't it? It was um, a very just professional performance from us last night. Um, we we dealt with any threat that they kind of posed very very quickly. There wasn't anything really that made me think we've got away with anything there. Um, I'm hearing a few people kind of you know saying that, 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 that they, they were maybe just expecting a bit more from us, a bit more like um, zip to the game and everything. But given the circumstances, not played. Um, we didn't play um, like overall in- incredibly well. I just thought we kind of look- just dictated the game. We were very comfortable. Didn't come out of second gear. It was a good performance. Yeah. But second gear, yeah. Aye. Ange talks a lot about controlling games, James, and that that's what I felt it was, Paddy. We weren't at our free-flowing brilliant best. But I don't know. I don't think Joe Hart had a 
Zero, zero, zero note to me. A yeah. um, couple of by kicks and a couple of you know passes out to Starfield and Carter Vickers, but no work for the goalkeeper. It, it tells you all you need to know. I was very happy with the performance. I mean, I thought that the United came out and made a good game of it. Um, they were just lacking a bit of quality in the final third to to alter the the result. Tam Court said, you know, after the game, it, 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 that's what he felt that they'd lacked was the final third. It was a good game. They made a good cup tie of it, but he couldn't complain at all about the result. And that was as fair as a summation I would get on it. Almost the same as what David Martindale said the week before. Yeah, you know, a couple of decisions you can you can talk about but overall Celtic very comfy, comfortable and very deserving of the win that's us now unbeaten Paddy in 30 games domestically going back to that Levy game way back when I think sometime in September mm-hmm. it's an incredible achievement given where we were last year isn't it? Absolutely um, it's just a testament to all of the players and what they've put in uh, to every single game and we include all the players that were kind of kicking about at the beginning of the season as well the young players that were put into very very hard demanding matches from the get go so everyone's played their part um, what we're seeing now is basically that we're, we're, we're obviously got more of a choice um, on our, our squad rotation which has helped us massively um, but that again all comes down to the foundation laid by the players as well Absolutely. Uh, James, in terms of um, the lineup at Tanadice, so as mentioned, no Jota, no Abada, um, but still quite an adventure, quite an attacking lineup, and Maeda and Giacomacus in particular, you know, pairing up together. Um, for Giacomacus and his last two starts in Scottish football, so Dundee United and previously Dundee, five goals, pretty solid return, isn't it? Yeah, so he's now uh, nine one touch goals. Which I, I seen as well. a, a, a remarkable stat. So yeah, nine goals for Celtic in total. Eight of them coming this year, twenty twenty two, and all of them one touch finishes. He's a real penalty box type striker, isn't he? Yeah, just as much as his um, physical attributes, it's his enthusiasm as well. He's chasing yeah. down. He, he's so much faster than he was when he first put a Celtic jersey on. He's lost that eight kilos or whatever, and you see it. Um, regards Jota Nabada. You know, sad not to see them on the bench, but starting 11, you could almost have expected that with a Jota and a Bad on the bench. So I wasn't too upset with starting 11. Obviously, we didn't have the strength and depth, but there was a couple of wingers that came on and, you know, did bits and bobs between Johnson and Dembele. So it certainly wasn't disastrous as lineup. And it's one you could have expected with Andrew rotating his wingers anyway. Yeah, I mean, far from disaster, but I do think there, there were moments. So Maeda and Jackie they are real grafters. They mm-hmm. put in an absolute shift and you can never question their commitment and their attitude and their effort. Sometimes you can question their quality, I think. You know, this isn't to bring a negative to what was a very comfy and a very important one. But now and then, you know, Maeda breaks down the left. The cross isn't quite where you want it to be. One in the first half, it's landed in the top of the net, for example. Yeah. And even the one that's led to Jack and Max's goal, it's actually a cross, which, and he'd done it recently, it's too close to goalie and the goalie should deal with it. Mm-hmm. Jack and Max has shown predator instincts to tuck it away. But it's that difference in quality between Maeda and Giacomacus versus Jota and Kyogo. I know, you know, we don't have Kyogo to you know, rely upon just now. Jota's back for the weekend by all accounts, which mm-hmm. is great. But there is a real difference in quality there. Now, at the moment, I think, yeah, I don't want to say getting away with it. That's the wrong term. That makes it sound like, we're, you know, we're scraping by. But at the moment, we're utilising the squad, you know, to, to put it positively. We've got guys that step in when Kyogo's not available, when Jota's not available. And they're managing managing to get over the line, and it's just a different approach by Ange, and it's but it's equally effective, and it's getting the results. Uh, absolutely, I kind of go back to like what, what you're saying, no, regarding like the the quality and stuff like that. Given given last night, I, I, I could kind of give the players some of the, the benefit of the doubt. I thought the part was very stodgy, and it was bobbling. The ball was bobbling quite a bit on it. Um, in terms of uh, Maida's ball in, I actually think it's a good cross in the sense that you you look at. Season. 
Ah, it's teasing, but it, and, and Giacomakis has shown he loves that like front post run, that near Gamble. post run. He's very, very good at it. And maybe I'm again, I'm defending Maeda here in the sense that maybe it's a case of just a tiny wee bit of rustiness for Giacomakis that he wasn't there. But my God, he still he still puts the run in to go and 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 make sure that he's there for any mistake. And that's a that's a good striker. That's a good instinct to have, you know. And I I mean, all ta it's a tap in. It's a very easy goal for him to score, but he's there, and that's the main thing. He's there, and he's always he's always there. there. He's always there. <laughs> he is looking sharp. Though that's something that you know in the in the kind of cameos he made before the turn of the year, James. He just wouldn't have had that kind of sharpness about him. He looked a bit off. At, and the confidence, you know, wasn't there. There was chat last night, I've watched the highlights after I got back in, and there was chat about, as a striker, goals are his oxygen. And he's clearly getting them now. You know, as I said, five goals in his last couple of starts, eight this year. He's looking hungry, he's looking energetic, and he's looking confident as well. That, that's a big thing, you know, the, the confidence, you know, positive circle, the, the goals feed the confidence, the confidence feeds more goals. And, and we are seeing that. So, you know, we've been without Hugo since, what, December? December, I for yeah. the mm -hmm. cup final. Box. Mm -hmm. No, Boxing Day. He played, I played one day, but he, but he was even, he was, he was pushing it then. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at kind of coming on three months without him, and we've done so well. And that's largely because of the squad, but the man capitalising on that is Jack and Marcus. So mm -hmm. imagine without him, jeez, you know. Imagine a Yeti was the only option, Paddy. <laughs> wow, wouldn't he wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't fancy no. that. Um, I want to look at another guy uh, last night, Rio Hatati. So he was rested completely against Livingston. And I think, you know, not before time, I think he was looking tired. There's kind of mixed responses to his performance last night. I thought generally he was looking a lot sharper. Yeah. You know, there was some really good stuff that he got involved in, um, you know, linking up play well and just looking a wee bit more like the Rio Hatati who came in initially in January. How do you think he fared, Paddy? Yeah, I'd agree with you. I thought he played very well. Um, I, I think that it, it is a case of just like managing his game time um, for obviously the important ones coming up. I think he's a big player for us. Um, he's technically very, very good, but sometimes I just think and it's maybe just a naivety of him. He, he's just maybe trying too hard. Um, and you kind of see with the, 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 the tackle he came in with last night, I, I think it's a red card. I actually think, you know, he, he, he definitely got away with one there. But mm -hmm. I just think that's maybe just a wee bit of over-eagerness. I don't think there's aggression in it. Maybe um, she would call it an orange card, you know, that. Aye, 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 aye. That's when that yeah. comes in, you know. That's interesting, Paddy. So Plenty you... of aim about with, with <laughs> that guy in charge last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you and I were there last night. I don't, I don't know where you were seated, standing, but I couldn't see over the, you see the, the way the stand is there. So we were on the Jerry Kerr stand. And you can't quite see the touchline below aye, you. Aye. I don't know if that was the same yourself. So I couldn't see the tackle. So it was getting all the benefits of all the doubts with me. I was saying, <laughs> ah, never a head, even though I didn't really see it. Aye. I have seen it back. I have seen the replay. I absolutely agree. It certainly could, in the category of could be a red, isn't it? He's going, he's, he's not quite out of control, but he's going in at pace with the studs up. And if he gets the red there, it's a different, you kind of need to accept game. it. Yeah, and it's, it's a harder game then for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's slightly pulling out of it. Um, I, I certainly couldn't complain if it was a red. If it was against us, I'd be asking for the red. It's all that kind of stuff. There's no real contact, but the Porteous thing blows that away because you don't need to touch a guy to get sent off and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's, the, it's the aggression of it, but I, you're right. I, I definitely agree with you. I definitely think he's held back and he's come up and made that claim straight away. I've not fully committed to it but yeah. it's the action you know D despite the guy you know rolling over oh, a dozen times which I suppose is his job to, at that point you know yeah I mean it's it's typical John Beaton favouring Celtic Paddy ah, yeah, just say, same old John Beaton there, there's another one uh, as, as they always say these things kind of even themselves out over the course uh, of the season you may remember Callum, Callum Butcher 
Yeah. You know, aye, it was the last uh, time uh, he'd done yeah. um, Can you imagine John Beaton seeing that back this morning going, aye. Lads, oh, no. I've missed that. Lads, I've missed seen one. it last time. Nice group text, mate, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, John? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it, was a, it was a real opportunity if he was looking to send somebody off. So I think we've potentially got away with one. One we've not got away with, though, I suppose, you know, looking at refereeing is the, the goal, inverted commas, that Maeda scored. So, Paddy, this is obviously a, a change in the ruling when it comes to handball and a, a new interpretation of it. But basically, the, the ruling suggests that if it accidentally hits a player, uh, you know, in an attacking sense, and leads to a goal, the goal should stand. Yeah. It's a complete accident by Jack Amakis. Made a bit of an asset, to be honest with you. Yeah. It spun off him and Maeda shown sharpness to come in at the back post. We know these rules now. We talk about them and, we, you know, they get highlighted on TV and online. The referees get trained in these rules at the start of the season. So f- from a fan point of view, we kind of catch some changes and different things and some are aware, some aren't. It's their job to know the rules. They, they get taught the rules, yet he's missed that one. So I wonder if it's just like habitual instinct, which doesn't Aye. help us. I wonder if you it's habitual instinct, but then that's where your your assistants come in mm-hmm. and should be able to say, you know, come on, no, the rules are. Yeah. That's accidental, goal should be given. It's also another reason you get something like VAR, but I mean, is it not beat on its head in VAR, apparently? Cannot be because the point would be if you're trained in that and that happens and you miss that, there has to be consequences. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean like sacking guys and stuff, whether it's beating or anyone, it's retraining, it's demotion, it's coming back up the ranks. It's not just there you go, we're going to promote you to. Yeah. He's not head of R. He, he, he was a poster boy and then he said uh, promotional Jeez, stuff about oh. So just. <laughs> Hugh, hand on shoulder behind them. Going heart there, there, by the way. Not him. <laughs> She's so um, It's a funny one. I mean, I, 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 to, to give him a wee bit of benefit of the doubt, Paddy, you're right. Because these kind of rules, these handball rules and these offside rules are changing, you know, time after time. Mm-hmm. If he's been a referee for X years and that's always the way handball's gone, instinct leads you to go, all right, that's a handball. Yeah. But you're right. You know, his you know, third, fourth official or, or, you know, assistant referees, they should be flagging up. They're on the headpieces and say, actually, John, mind that, mind that rule change. <laughs> Quite <laughs> and, a big one, by the way. And they should give him the nod. <laughs> no, of course. See, just another point. It's, it's away from Celtic very quickly. Did you see the goal, the own goal that Harry Maguire scored? Yeah. Was it the weekend uh, against Spurs? Aye. Yeah. The ball gets played into the box to a Spurs striker who's found himself offside. Yeah. Harry Maguire, unaware at the time, stretches out a leg to try and prevent it getting to the guy in the first place, spins off Maguire and goes in. They realise it's a goal and not an offside decision because the guy ultimately didn't touch it. But Maguire's only stretching to because he him. thinks the guy's, a, the guy's that, active. That can't be a fair rule. Yeah. Yeah. That can't be. Yeah, Maguire only throws his body at it because he feels this guy's going to tap it in. But that guy's offside. It's, it's just not right. And yeah. I, I wonder if you're in a situation now with football rules. Again, it, it feels to me, just as a football guy, that you've got non-football people making these decisions. Mm. A lot of it just doesn't make sense. That's a big problem. You know, it's leaving you with some just some questionable stuff going on. Even that one from Steve McLean on on Saturday saying it was a a pass back. I mean, that's somebody that's never played football. What was that? It's horrendous. A 40-yard sliced pass back. Wild. If Cammy Kerr could do that deliberately, it'd be... (laughs) Playing for somebody (laughs) else. Play that different (laughs) level for Dundee. So yeah, listen, let's not make this about referees and, you know, there's much more to talk about, but there's there's some dubious stuff going on. Um, But I do think going back to Hattati's Red, could possibly have been, so maybe yeah. we've got away with that. Um, Ange was careful with him. He replaced him at the break with Rodgers coming in. Um, 
mixed performance for Rodgers? Just loving the double ten, Angie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. Will you like it? I know. I know. Really, yeah, is, isn't he? He's going and for it, that. And that that's the period where Dundee United were strongest for me. That kind of fifteen minute period after the break, mm-hmm. because nothing was sticking. But fueled their possession was really sloppy. It was just kind of bouncing back and forward. Their final third wasn't punishing us. But that the, the double ten, Rogic was quiet. I thought Riley was quiet as well. Actually, yeah. you know. Overall, I thought he actually, he actually came into it laterally in the first half. Who? Mm. Sorry, Riley. Riley. In that half. inside right position, yeah. and then Ange changes it and moves him to the left and Rogic to the right. I think he's more suited to the right. So yeah. But he'll 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 give Rogic the benefit of the doubt and put him there and, and move him over. And I don't I I don't think he think he's as comfortable out in the left. Some of the games we've seen, especially the Bodo Glimp games, it just doesn't. I don't think he links up as well. He's not getting that same. Bomb and run yeah. um, from Taylor is mm-hmm. what you would get from Ralston or uh, Juranovic. Yeah. Juranovic, by the way, Aye. solid game Plus, again. Very uh, good game. That debate's uh, up again. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's just be happy you've got them both. A great debate, I know. Yeah. Um, before we move on from Dundee United, I also want to cover Karamoko Dembele. So he gets more minutes in the tank. I think he came on in the 76th minute mm-hmm. uh, for Maeda. Showed some good feet at times, um, involved in the third goal, albeit I'm not sure he made the right decision by shooting in the first place, but he certainly played his part. Uh, I know he wee dive in the box at one point, Paddy. Aye. So he did get contact, you get more contact than Tavernier did the day before, you know, in the, the Sunday game, so some penalties are penalties, some aren't. Aye. I thought it was a dive, I've got to be it was quite close to us. It's only thought, wee. <laughs> different rules for him. Yeah. Um, but overall, Paddy, I have a question for you, I suppose. Is he in the team at the moment on merit or is this the club trying to get him back on side as he, at the moment, approaches the end of his deal? Um, I'd say it would be on merit. I think uh, he's made it clear um, and I know it's something we'll touch on today about the Ben Doak situation but yeah. what he said about Ben Doak was is that he wants to work with players that want to be there. So I don't think Dembele's a part of the squad if he doesn't want to be there. I think there's, mm-hmm. it, it goes both ways. Celtic need to show him that there's an opportunity and he needs to show that he wants to stay there. Yeah. I think, and that, you know, if he gets a bit of game time, especially getting into the running, keeping things fresh out in the wings as well, which we've not had the luxury of in a couple of seasons, to be honest. With, with wingers, there's always been injuries here or there. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. We, we, we talked to him at probably the end of the season though. Mm-hmm. I think we talked to him then and see what's what. Yeah, and I'm sure there'll be chats going on in the background, James. You know, that's just the way it works, whether it's with him directly or his agent, just to see what are you thinking? Because is your, you're right, Paddy, we'll get to Ben Doak. It's clear Ben Doak has indicated he won't be here yeah. and he finds himself right out of the picture. With Dembele, it seems a bit different. He's obviously had his injury was this season. He's come back in recently. A couple of really good goals for the B team during the week, I think. Was it against Thistle, Glasgow so, Cup? Just some great football, right. great feet. Quality stuff. And if he can manage to take that form into the senior side, then there's a serious player, you know, on our hands. Yeah, and, and I think it is both. I think it is, he's there on merit and they're keeping an eye on the, the contract situation to say, there's your path. You know, so there's a place for you here. Don't, don't do anything too rash. Um, I've been looking forward to seeing him breaking through the first team. In the summer, I was so disappointed. I watched that friendly game and yeah. it was such a coward's challenge. The it guy that, that, that broke his ankle. Was that a kind of fractured ankle, sorry. Um, so to see him coming back from that and... He went in a couple of heavy challenges, which is good, you know, because players can come back after and use them be a bit more, you know, reserved. Even James, I thought James was poor last night after having two good games mm-hmm. and he was feeling his hamstring a wee bit at one point without going off, but then was just a bit more reserved because it's a natural instinct from players. Mm-hmm. So it was good to see Dembele not falling into that instinct of protecting himself. He went into the challenges full-blooded and stuff. So I, I hope we can see more of him, yeah. Same. I think he's a he's a young man that fans have been so excited about for so long. Mm-hmm. I think he was was he fourteen when he made his debut for the eighteen something like that. You know he's been on the radar for such a long time. He's now nineteen. Mm-hmm. 
And we've not seen a great deal of him at all. You know, he had that spell at the end of the season under Lenny where he, did he play the last league game and then he was in the cup final squad for the treble, treble? Yeah. I work out my, need to work out my trebles, Paddy. Let's track it <laughs> on. Um, but I think, you know, he's such an exciting talent, but it remains to be seen now. He's at a crossroads career-wise and does he, you know, does he become a journeyman? Does he go down south and try and maybe play in the championship and work his way through? Or does he, can I get the head down, focus, maybe sign up, you know, a short-ish deal, a couple of years at Celtic, and we can all see where we go with him. And the, the, the huge thing is, is just kind of what you said, there he is still only 19. Um, you'd like to think that he looks at the, it's been a lot of injuries at such a young age, um, but Celtic have kind of been there for him throughout it all and and um, made sure that, you know, he's been given every opportunity to each time he's came back. There is a lot, I think, a lot invested in him. Yeah. And I think that it would be really nice to see him kind of repay that faith and, you know, maybe, maybe a two-year contract, something mm. along the lines. Let's see how it goes in the next two years. If it doesn't work out, he's still only going to be 21, 22. Yeah. Go, go and try somewhere else. That's fine. Yeah. And, and as a fan, you just want to see someone live out their potential and, and see out their potential. And hopefully that'll be the case with Karamoko. Um, but overall, good night at Tanadai. So 3-0 victory and Celtic march into the semi-finals. James, I've no birthday shout-outs this week. Don't know if you heard me last week doing my Very kind Tiger Tim radio DJ. Um, <laughs> but before we move on to our next session, I do want to remind listeners that there's now just a couple of days left to win our signed and framed treble treble shirt, complete with Scottish Cup, sorry, sorry Scottish Premiership winner's medal. Uh, if you're listening on Friday or later, then you're all out of luck, I'm afraid. But if not, the competition runs to Thursday of this week. Thursday 17th Paddy's Day no less so you've still got a wee window to get your entries in it's a brilliant prize you can see the images and video of the shirt across our social media pages and for just £5 it could be heading your way at some point in the next week or so Paddy you could hand deliver that actually that's fine aye. special prize so that's uh, something for somebody to look forward to <laughs> God help them um, you'll find the link to enter this uh, competition in our show notes here and again good luck to everyone taking part so James as I'd mentioned obviously we all now know the draws paired us with Rangers in the semi-final was it uh, Victor McDade making the draw last night? <laughs> was I? <laughs> I've not seen it, but I've read about it. Uh, it how's was, he looking? How's he doing? Happy man. I, I don't know if he was is he a Celtic fan. Yeah, I think yes, so. He's, he's certainly, he? certainly, he, was, yeah. he was up at Dundee's for the game, so... Jack, Jack Jarvis is certainly a Celtic <laughs> fan, but I'm not sure about Victor McDade. But yeah, so he made the draw uh, last night. So Pierna's obviously with Rangers. Um, it looks likely that will take place on the Sunday, which would be the 17th of April. An interesting point actually is if Rangers do manage to progress beyond Red Star Belgrade, which looks likely, um, they would then be playing a quarterfinal second leg the Thursday night before playing us on the Sunday. There's no doubt, Paddy, as I said last week, you know, we want to be in Europe. We're not. We've fallen short on this occasion, but there is a huge silver lining that Rangers squad will be stretched and they'll need to put out, you know, a strong team in that uh, in that fixture on the Thursday when we'll have the luxury of resting our guys. Absolutely. Um, and I'm pretty sure the way it's kind of fallen, they would be away from home in the second leg as well. So I think they would be first leg again at home um, and then they'd, they'd be travelling travelling back to come and play us on the Sunday. So, yeah, these are small things that go in our favour. I don't really like looking too much into it. I think that that kind of game against us, the adrenaline would probably see you through, mm -hmm. uh, well, no matter what team. Um, but if it's one of those ones that goes a full 90, like, dare I say, it goes all the way to extra time, then that's the advantage side to us there, but it shouldn't be the case. I, I still think I'm confident enough against them uh, that we mm -hmm. go, go and blow them away. Yeah, and I think you're right to be. Um, James, based on that draw, it means that April is now looking something along the lines of Sunday 3rd of April, Rangers away, Scottish Premiership. Saturday 10th of April, we're at home to St Johnson in the league. Then it would be Sunday 17th, Rangers at Hamden in the Scottish Cup. And likely to face them either the following week 
or the week after. So we know how the split works. Yeah. The you know Police Scotland and others involved won't allow us to play Rangers in the final game of the season or the penultimate game, you know, based on the madness that that would uh, create. So it's likely we'll face them either Saturday 23rd or Saturday 30th, um, you know, depending on the way the, the draw is made. It's going to be a, a crazy few weeks, isn't it? It is, but you know, as we've seen at the top of the show, it just gives you that real focus. You know, it's, it's, once we get the split sorted out and who's there and all that stuff, we can see all the fixtures and whatever, but even without knowing that, just knowing those three games, you know, Rangers at the start of the month and the end of the month in the league and Sammy's in between uh, the cup final. Three for three for me. There, there's no reason we should be going into any of those games with any doubts whatsoever. You know, I think we're really starting to pick up um, more than just form, real confidence and style in our performance as yeah. well. So mm. if they keep that going on Sunday and then take, you know, obviously a national break, we then take that to Rangers at the start of the month. Yeah. You mentioned cup final. I think you meant semi final. Semi final. Again, you're getting ahead of yourself despite <laughs> your own uh, your own calming words at the start of the show. Uh, Paddy, this was meant to be a season of transition. You know, for many, just competing this year would, would have been enough. You know, Miff has spoken and we've all spoken actually, you know, just getting closer and. And keeping you know the the season alive and all all this kind of chat, we're way beyond that now, aren't we? I, absolutely, and I think the only one that was confident about is definitely going and challenging for the league was was your man here, Jamie. And I think it's just it's um, you know those that can kind of like look at how nervous last season made us and and kind of think about like what we what we witnessed. It was it was. It was really tough. It was really hard to see uh, how how we were going to come out this season and 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 try and compete at, at such a a good level, in my opinion. Um, and I even take into consideration. I'm going back to Europe here as well. Some great great performances in the group stages of the Europa League with a team that was still nowhere near ready. Mm-hmm. You know, we ran um, bets close over there. We got the win against them, albeit a bit of a, a dead rubber. Um, but even the game against Leverkusen over there as well, just a good performance. Yeah, and that's just the confidence that we're going into each game feeling that we can take on anyone at the moment. Um, domestically, thirty games unbeaten. To say that we're at that point uh, under a full transition of a team is just it's very very impressive. And yeah, I'm still on the board of like one game at a time just now. I kind of like that. For this season, I'm quite happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my God, if we go, um, especially if we win the treble, but if we win the league this season, to be able to just have a full summer of him getting his way, him getting time to basically bring in his players. Um, like I said, I've said many a time, a full pre-season for us would just be, it'd be incredible. I think we'd, we'd, we'll run away with the league next season. Yeah. If we get that. Mm. I mean, I, th- I think... As you mentioned there, Paddy, the one game at a time approach, I'm pretty sure that'll be as far ahead as Ange and the players look. You know, obviously they know the bigger picture, they know the targets they've set for the season. But, you know, as we find ourselves now, you know, post-Tanadice, it's just another box checked. You've just won another game and you move on. Next up it's Ross County. Hopefully we'll do the same and then we'll look beyond the international break. And they're just taking taking care of business mm-hmm. domestically. You know, they're just ploughing through these games, you know, unbeaten in 30 games, very strong start to 2022 domestically. Bodo being the the kind of blip on the radar, if you like. Yeah. And I know we joke, James, about you know the treble stuff and you know getting ahead of ourselves and all that kind of thing. But it'd be remiss of us not to be looking at it now. You know, certainly we as fans are, are entitled to get excited that we're potentially ten games away from a treble. And there's no doubt, despite what Joe Hart will tell you and what others are telling you, it's somewhere in their heads. And maybe they won't speak about it at Lennox Town in case Ange catches them speaking about it. <laughs> oh, but when they're out and about, they'll be blethering. Jackie Marcus last night's post match was oh, no, very, no, very one game at a time. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> She's been spoken to. Aye. So, and 
all I would say is absolutely we should be thinking about these things because that's what you know football is. It's yeah. about dreaming big and all that stuff in, in a season where you wouldn't maybe expect too much. If I w- if the top two places were reversed and we were in second place just now, I wouldn't think I was in a, a terrible position for winning the league. That's mm-hmm. all I would say. Mm-hmm. So as much as I'm saying we go and win these three games in, in April against them, they could be thinking the same. I, I don't think they've got it, both in terms of ability against us, but football's football and it can change. If that goes the other way, then it's a really hard slog to get back on top again. So that's where my feet are on the ground, genuinely, as mm-hmm. much as, you know, head in the clouds, feet in the ground, that stuff. That old saying. Um, you're absolutely right. You know, it's you know it's on a knife edge. And for, you know, from a Scottish football point of view, you know, if I can put my neutral hat on for a second, Paddy, um, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting for, you know, fans and, you know, pundits and for the, you know, TV audiences and all that kind of stuff. Um, but from a Celtic point of view, we're in such a a position we, you know, we couldn't have imagined, you know, I was going to say 12 months ago, you know, even more recently, you know, when, when you're losing those early games in the season, you're yeah. losing the hearts in the opening game, you're thinking, this is going to be one of those those years for us. We're so far away from that. I mean, just in terms of how we're performing defensively, you know, we're conceding very few goals, right? So it's 18 league goals conceded in 30 games. Uh, we've only conceded one so far in our Scottish Cup run, so that's to Aloha, no less. I think it was at Connor Salmon, wasn't it? Aye, uh, so we beat them 2-1, beat Wraith Rovers 4-0, and now beat Dundee United 3-0. So you're scoring nine goals into the bargain. Um, but the bottom line is, if you don't concede goals, you're not going to lose games. Mm-hmm. So long may that pattern continue, and you know it's got to put us in a good position in the, the running. Absolutely. Um, I just think at the moment, the, the back line is so settled just now, and we're able to... Like, to shift the, the two the two right backs and whatever system we're playing, they're all comfortable with it. Um, and I even I include Greg Taylor in that as well. He's comfortable in that position, and I'm I'm happy enough with him for the rest of the season. I still think he definitely we're looking at a stronger left back for next year for us to be, to, to progress. Um, and like I say, t- instead of us having this tight gap with what we've got with Rangers at the moment, I'd like to see us become that team that maybe go and start taking the ten point, the fifteen point leads that we've done. Because I still think that the gulf is still that big, in my opinion. We've just had to play catch up because of our board not seeing what was happening. Um, I still think that there's room for improvement in Europe. And definitely the squad definitely needs strengthened for us to to try and progress in that manner. But to be in this position just now is just, it's, it's great. It's great to see. And it is exciting. It's very exciting. You're, you're watching every game, you're listening out for every result. You're actually now starting to pay attention to the rest of the games that are getting played. I'm watching sports scene quite a bit, just in the sense of like, who's going to be in the top six? So Who, tight. Aye, it's so, so tight. It's been a re- really good league. I actually seen, um, I think Tam McManus the other day, and I don't mind some of Tam McManus's stuff on Twitter, but he, he, he slated the Scottish game and the level of performances for this full season and it's just that negativity that this league doesn't need mm-hmm. and there's a reason why we're struggling so much with the money coming into it that you need everyone just singing its praises we've got a relegation battle which is looking very tight we've got all these teams that could either end up going for Europe or that they end up sitting in the bottom the bottom six which again is another reason I think the split should be uh, should we should get rid of that but it's very exciting this season. I, I, we were talking about it last week. Hearts are the only ones just like, what do we do? Floating about. Well, they've got the cup run now, so. Yeah. Aye, I don't do, want to give them that though. Just on that, just while I remember, you'll have seen the stat and I need to verify how true it is, but apparently this is the first time ever that Hearts, Hibs, Celtic Rangers yeah. have been in the final four of the Scottish Cup. Aye, yeah. And over, a, what, 100 years of Scottish Cup history? It has happened in League Cup not even that long ago, I think, yeah, but yeah. not not Scottish Cup. Yeah. So it's the top four in the league as well. 
Uh, it's hard to get your head around that. Um, anyway, less about Scottish football and all that. Nonsense, let's get back to, <laughs> to Celtic stuff. Um, I want to look at the situation, Paddy. You mentioned Ben Doak. So after lots of speculation, you know, we've seen it all you know, over the last few weeks. There was an article this week in The Athletic suggesting that he's about to sign his first professional contract, but with Liverpool and not with Celtic. And it's... I think it's such a disappointment. You know, similar to Karamoko Dembele, I think a lot of energy is going into, you know, young guys like Ben Doak. And it's so disappointing to, to see these guys leave. So he, he's not the first to do it. So fairly recently, we've seen lads like Liam Morrison and Barry Hepburn. They went to Bayern Munich. Yeah. Uh, there's a young goalkeeper, Liam Hughes, who went to Liverpool. I suppose on paper, you know, the, why would young guys do that? And he's a Celtic fan and all that stuff. Money's a huge aspect. There's no getting away from it. And they'll be offering them far more, you know, than, than we would or could offer at this or moment should. in time. However, beyond the money side of things, it's a huge opportunity to go to Liverpool. Yeah. You know, whether he gets to work with Klopp, Klopp may have moved on by the time Doak would potentially make first team. But they've got a seriously impressive training complex down there. Yeah. Um, a place, uh, the Axe Training Centre in Kirkby. Really, really impressive stuff. The original academy, by the way, as mm. well. Like, right. they're... they're um, their view on their training ground was basically copied by pretty much every English team as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, they, they know what they're doing. And they've got a, a track record for bringing through, you know, young guys. It's what they do. So he can see a pathway. And I think this is the thing. So, James, you, you mentioned before we came on air about pre-Ange, you know, we've lost, you know, Liam Morrison, Barry Hepburn, Liam Hughes. They're all pre-Ange. There is a suggestion now that Ange is in is, and that he's created this pathway or made a, a pathway clear to players. So the young goalie, Toby Oluwayemi, I mm. think is how you pronounce his Good name. Effort, yep. Thanks, Barry. I'll take it. Um, there's a suggestion that they've said, this is how, <clears throat> excuse me, this is how your career is going to play out or this is our plans for you. You'll be understudy at this moment in time. Then moving forward, if you make the progress required, you'll at some point challenge a Joe Hart for first team. He seems happy with that. He seems keen to stay around. I think he was on the bench last night. Mm. He's certainly, you know, around the first team. For Ben Doak, it's maybe not been enough and his head's turned. And it's disappointing, there's no doubt about it. But James, what can Celtic do, if anything, about that kind of situation? There's, there's two sides of the coin, I suppose. And the two players you've just mentioned there are, are the case in point. Oliver Yemi, we got from Spurs <laughs> yeah. in the exact same route that Ben Doak may or may not go to Liverpool mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, first pro and all that kind of stuff. So we've had benefits of this. Uh, Dembele was one, you know, yeah. the, the Fulham route. And we're, we're seeing the, the negative side if, if Doak goes. What we can do is what Ange's doing. He's 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 giving them that. Here's where you are. Here's where you'll be next season. Here's where you'll be the season after that. And that's first team football. And that's that's your run. Here's the things you need to hit to get to that. So it's much clearer. He spoke about it maybe about two three months ago that he felt there was a huge disconnect between youth and first team. And it looks like already he's bridged that gap. So we won't see the the full fruits of that labour for you know a, a year maybe. But mm -hmm. you've started to see players dropping in through that. So I, I don't think it's actually. An issue today, I think it's like Paddy said, the board have had their eye off the ball for so long and that's been one of the things they did their eye off the ball on. So as long as we stay tight on that, as long as we've got the personnel involved and employed at the club to mm. take care of that, it will be fine. But it's a, a legacy problem, not a today problem. Yeah, it's just a shame to lose such, a, you know, a clearly an exciting talent in Ben Doak. So, I mean, he's only, he featured, they came off the bench in that Dundee United game where Abada scored the late winner, then come on against Rangers. And he looked the opposite of, you know, starstruck and, you know, phased and no, all that really kind of stuff, you know, very yeah. comfortable in that environment. So he's only played something like 25 minutes for Celtic. One yellow card, Paddy. Mm -hmm. No mm -hmm. goals, no, no goals. assists. Questionable. We should be getting rid of him actually, ah, shouldn't we? Rubbish. Um, <laughs> but from his point of view, you can see, you can see why his head's been turned. You know, I believe he is a Celtic fan and, you know, a good lad and, they're, you know, they're very, 
excited about him or have been in the academy, but you can see why when a club like Liverpool come calling and everything they can offer, not just the financial package, mm-hmm. it's hard for a kid to turn that down. Well, I, I think um, one of the boys made a very good point. If you go to a club like Liverpool and you don't make it, your downward spiral isn't that bad. If you're going to be there, you know, you're, you're probably, looking at Premier, yeah, pr- probably looking at a Premier League team, you know. Yeah. And there might be loan spells, but it would be the same at Celtic in my opinion. Doak is like 16. It's a very, very young age to say that, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to bed this player in him and he's going to be part of the lineup. He'd still be on a, a small wage. He would probably feature very, very, like, very minimal amount of games each season up until maybe 1920. And the reason I say that is that we have seen that over the years with us and youth players. And this is one of the issues I think Celtic have hugely with the uh, the youth set up. Yes, we've seen the likes of McGregor, we've seen Tierney, um, we've seen the likes of Welsh kind of starting to knock the door and stuff like that. And it's great to see, it really is, but we don't do enough of that. And there's a reason for us not doing enough of that, is that we don't take enough of a risk. We are so worried about making sure that the league's sorted and making sure that we get into European football. It's too much of a risk for us to take. And it, we need to do it more, absolutely. But it just came at the wrong time for, for Ben Doak. And like you say, I think we what Ange will potentially do is we maybe start to see that gap starting to get bridged. Kind of, kind of the way we've seen it with Anil to an extent. Anil started to bring some of the young players through and we were like really, really happy with uh, obviously what we were doing on in, in like an academy side of things that we, we ended up putting all this money into Lennox Town. Mm-hmm. And we're actually not seeing much from Lennox Town. Albeit, yes, there's some good like start 11 players that have went through from, from a youth team, but there could be a lot more, is what I'm saying. I mean, you mentioned manager not taking a risk, right? So Brendan Rodgers didn't give many young guys a chance. You know, obviously Tierney was already progressing by the time Rodgers arrived. Lennon certainly wasn't the kind of manager to do that. And Ange has kind of bucked that trend, you know, maybe through necessity. You know, it's hard to say. But you're right, Paddy, there, there's, so, there's so much pressure. So when you're going for a league, you know, can you afford to experiment with a young guy who may or may not be good enough. But the interesting thing about somebody like Ben Doak, so so the, the article, you know, for this was all uh, revealed in The Athletic this week, they interviewed Martin Muller, who was a former academy coach at Celtic, and he spoke about Jack Aitchison, uh, still I think Celtic's record, our youngest ever goal Aye. scorer at 16 years of age, came off the bench, scored the seventh in a 7-0 win over Motherwell. Yeah. Y- you could bring one of us on when you're winning 6-0 v Motherwell, and it's not going to be a big risk, right? You know, there, there, there's no great stress there. A six-each thriller, I. <laughs> we'll throw James on for the draw. We're running six now, but we'll put him on for the draw. Um, so, you know, it's worked out fine for Jack Aitchison, low-risk approach. Ben Doak came on nothing each against Dundee United in a game where we had to win. Yeah. Serious pressure, serious tension in the stands. AJ's came on, done his thing, got right wing, got out a few guys, played his part, we won the game. Brilliant stuff. Then he comes on against Rangers in a game we have to win. So you're right, Paddy, Celtic have traditionally been very careful about it and low risk and maybe throw a guy into a League Cup game or, or whatever. Marvin Comper, did he play a League Cup game against Morton or something? Did he, he played one game, eh? Not that he's a youth, just a separate example of somebody who was absolutely murder. Aye. Anyway, but, you know, there was serious risk. And I mean, that, that could have gone one or two ways for Ben Doak. We could have lost those games. He could have been part of a team who were getting pressure from the stands. Ange could have got called out for taking that risk. But it's clear that he's willing and happy to do so. And I think you're going to see a lot more of it moving forward because he's already shown that he'll put, you know, Dane Murray in, mm-hmm. Owen Moffat in, uh, Joey Dawson. And there's a, now a whole raft of talent who you feel could step up. 
historically that's not been the case. You've had James Forrest, you've had Kieran Tierney, you've had Callum McGregor, and not much else. Yeah. And now you're starting to see something along the lines of a conveyor belt of young talent. But personally, I think that was that was down to necessity. Though I don't think Andrews came in and said, right, I'm I'm wanting to work with the youth straight away. I know he's 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 saying that that's something for the future, absolutely. But look at how bare the squad was, and and then even the games that Dokes come in. It's a, it's a shortage of wingers that were fully fit, you know, and, and if Dembele's on the bench, Dembele's in that game. Johnston was fully fit. Johnston's in, in that game. Forrest, fully fit. He would be the one on, is kind of what I'm saying. I think Dope was just used out of necessity for those games. But Mike, but... Sorry to interrupt. Mm. I, I think there was a bit of a, a kind of love letter to Doak on that to say, look, we think you're slipping away. Here's here's a path for you. I think the last last shot at him, and it's not worked out. No, 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 no. It's absolutely not. And and I kind of I, I agree with that. Um, I think it has been a case of like let's see, this is what you could be part of. And listen, I've seen people on Twitter saying he's not a true Celtic fan. Come on, get me the times, guys. Aye. Like I don't shout at sixteen year old boys. Aye, they, these guys are looking after their lives. Like you you could go and end up with a bad injury next season and then not able to play football again. They're going to look after themselves and their families. We've got to remember that. Yeah. They're still Celtic fans. I've no doubt. know a Celtic fan. Ah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the young guy's looking out for his career. If he moves on, it, you know, he definitely moves on with my best wishes. And that, yeah. I think your lads sound the same. And, you know, good luck to him. It's just, you want to see more Ben Dokes. And as you say, James, maybe this is a, a historical problem at Celtic that we're maybe now addressing, you know, under the, the leadership of somebody like Ange. And hopefully, you know, we start to see more young homegrown talent, you know, come through the programme at Celtic Park. Um, moving forward, or looking forward, so we're back in league action uh, this weekend. It's Ross County in a, a three o'clock kickoff on Saturday. Remember them, Paddy? <laughs> three o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> um, an informed Ross County. So you lads spoke about the league and how tight it is. Mm-hmm. There's something like is it a couple of points between fourth and tenth or something. Yeah. Like that. I should have checked that really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Ross County have now incredibly found themselves sixth in the table. They're a point off fourth. I think they're yeah. 36 points. Uh, Hibs are fourth and 37. At one point, not so long ago, you were talking about them as relegation fodder slash candidates. Right. You know, you were thinking they were in serious trouble and now they could be a step away for qualifying for Europe. So it's not going to be easy, is it? No, you know, it depends what Malcolm McKay brings them to set up as. I mean, a, a draw is a great result for them, probably at that point, but they probably need to win more than a draw. The, a draw maybe is just about the same to them as a, a loss. You know, one point lets maybe Hibs stretch away from them or whoever else is, is who's in fifth. Sorry to put you right on the spot. Don't worry, James, <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. I will <laughs> get you that league table. Um, but do you see what I mean? So, is it United? Livingston. Livingston. But do you see what I mean? A, a point to them at that point. Is, is quite dangerous. Mm-hmm. They really should be going for the three points. If they are, that should definitely favour us. So it remains to be seen what Malcolm McKay goes to set up for. Is it going for the nothing each last minute sneak a goal, you know, to banks of five stuff? Possibly. So they lost 3-0 at Celtic Park early in the season, around about September. And then we had the Tony Ralston night of all nights in December with the, the one on the 214th minute mm-hmm. uh, to make it 2-1 then. So it's obviously been a couple of interesting, very different games against them. They'll be more confident, you know, than they were. You know, they've, they've, they've won the last three games mm-hmm. on the bounce. Charles Cook's still top scorer. Regan yeah. Charles yeah. Cook's top scorer in the league. He's got 13 goals. So they should be coming here with a bit of confidence. I, I think, um, I don't see them going all out attack against us, no. I, I think they will probably try and just go for the point. They, they, they're not stupid. They know who they're up against. Having, having said that, the game up at Ross County, I thought they matched this very well. They matched this very well and put a lot of pressure in over the top of our backline. So a very big game for for that 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 back four. I think they'll be 
wanting to kind of make amends because it wasn't the greatest performance. I actually think Starfelt got caught up in quite a bit of the occasion the last time we played yeah. them. So yeah, it's a it's a test for them. Um, but I want to obviously I'm I'm so comfortable and so happy with how the, the, the backline are playing that you wanted to see them keep continue to kick on and they're a fast team. They're a fast team mm. in the final third. So that'd be a good game, yeah. I think. I mean, obviously Starfield got sent off last time, didn't he? Aye. Who was it? Elbowed my mate, Carl, who was it again? Let's get a new player. Uh, I can't remember, but he got caught up in some stuff and he, he took an elbow. Was it, is, is it Jordan White? Am I catching that right? Was it him? Aye, the big striker. I think so. Anyway, so he'll have a point to prove. You know, he'll be yeah. kind of keen. And I That's think... That's not his game though. It's not... He, he shouldn't get involved in those tussles. I, I think he also get, kind of get the run around a wee bit as well. Just again, not a, a lot of huge protection. I'm pretty sure it was um, Taylor again that night. And I think he was getting left too open, to be mm. honest. Um so, yeah, tighten that up. Tighten that up for, for this well, game. We're still in a position where I think we've only conceded four league goals at Celtic Park. You know, mm. two of them were against Dundee very recently. And up until then, you know, not a lot of goals conceded at all. Um, just on Carol Starfield, let's look back to Tannerice very briefly. Mm. How do you think he done? That was great, yeah. O- overall? A couple of clumsy bits. You know, a couple of bits where he just seems to get maybe caught in the in a, in a tussle. He doesn't like that at all. Mm. Um and like you're saying, maybe, maybe he's not getting protection. I thought I think a lot of this stuff comes with Starfield when he's not getting options, people aren't showing yeah. for him, and he's the guy that's left holding the bag there. And it's really unfair. I think that's really valid. I think that's a really fair point. He gets he gets some horrendous passes played to him, uh, whether it's from Joe Hart, Hart or some of his, his teammates. I think he's actually been quite brave as a player because yeah. he puts himself in a position to receive and others don't. So he puts himself in that really awkward almost left back position at times to allow Joe Hart an option Aye. and then nobody does the same for him Taylor's gone forward and Taylor or a midfielder and I'm not saying guys are hiding but they're not maybe being as brave or putting themselves forward in the same way he does and it makes him look foolish because ultimately it might be him who concedes possession or puts out for a corner or whatever it, whatever it may be well that oh sorry that's okay <laughs> uh, I do think he's a better defender than he is a footballer you know if I'm just being frank on it but I do think he's put into some tough positions by his teammates I think his anticipation is very good and, and he reads the game extremely well. Just like you guys were saying, they're getting into the right the right positions to receive the ball. But also on the defensive side, I just think he's he's very quick off the mark to kind of see the threat. And and him and Carter Vickers do it very well. They know that like if one of them's coming up against a tall like a tall striker or like the ball's getting lumped into the box at a corner, they know just to be able to read where to be behind the second ball, you know, and, and they, they do it extremely well when the balls are trying to get played over the top with some teams. Um, one of the things I clocked last night was actually, it's good to see that wee bit of aggression kind of getting shown, but you've you seen the, the pass, it just totally missed the ball completely. It ran under him. I think it, it was a f- fast pass to him, but it had bobbled quite a bit. And again, it was one of those ones though, he was looking at his position to who he had around him and Taylor was way up mm-hmm. on the halfway line. I actually clocked Callum McGregor go through Taylor for it like screaming at him and Taylor's actually putting his hands up as if like what am I meant to do he's not even passed the ball but mm. it's that security they, they they like being close to each other to allow them to like bring the ball out for the back and Taylor was nowhere to be seen um, that's a just, really interesting point the yeah. McGregor's pulled Taylor on and it's lack of discipline Aye. it's something I never clocked I heard Ange speaking in one of his many interviews he's, he's around the clock on telly these days <laughs> but one of his interviews last week potentially with the Australian media and he was talking about you know, his players being comfortable in training mm-hmm. and, you know, if they're comfortable and used to what he's doing, he's doing it wrong. He doesn't want his guys being comfortable in training and he says, if you're in training not making mistakes, you're not doing it right. You're you not need learning. to be pushing yourself and trying things and, and, you know, doing the difficult things and making those mistakes and then learning how to do them better. 
And I think that'll be where maybe that message from McGregor to Taylor comes from. It's like, you know, this is where you need to be when he receives the ball. Yes, granted, Starfelt's made a you know, mess of it on that occasion, not mm-hmm. connected, but maybe through lack of options and... No, he's not there. He's, he's looking up and saying, well, wait, aye. he's got more to think about than he should have. Yeah. right in his face, aye. And it's maybe easy and lazy to say Starfelt against Starfelt's a problem. Maybe there's guys around that aren't being as brave as Starfelt mm-hmm. and maybe that's just an alternative way to look at it because... For this system to work, it can't rely on two, three, four guys doing it. You need all 10 outfield players being switched on to how Ange plays. So, you know, there's a bit of a defence for Starfelt there. Um, Back to the Ross County game. So, Starfelt and old James, how do you think it's going to go? I'm looking for a scoreline prediction for that one. 3-0. Yeah, I think we'll be tight at the back. And You know, as much we're talking about the the back line there, I think this is a game where the the midfield forward is is going to be on fire. Mm-hmm. They've been coming together really well the last few weeks, you know, last couple of games, and this is now back at Parkhead. So, 3-0, three, three good goals, and nice and tight at the back. Business at the back party up front, James says. 3-0, yeah, what are you going for, I'm buddy? I'm going to go with the same. Are you? 3-0, no, yeah. Woft. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do think it'll be comfy. <laughs> I'm going for 2-0. Um, I think we've got this very strong, you know, record at home. You know, we've mentioned, you know, Regan Charles Cook, good striker, and he definitely will be a threat, and mm-hmm. he's got that pace that could cause his problems. I just think the way things are shaping up just now, overall, Celtic are pretty focused just now. They seem to be in a good place headwise, and I think, you know, we're conceding so few goals, then, you know, you'd hope for a win, any sort of win, but a clean sheet as well. So I'll go for 2-0, uh, and we'll see how that plays out. Just a, a kind of last kind of AOB before we move on to you, your own final thoughts for the week. Uh, David Turnbull is due back at training this week and that's got to be a real positive for running, hasn't it? Because a guy like Turnbull, you know, with his kind of undoubted talents, he can also chip in with an important goal or two and it could be a real bonus for Ange to have him back for the running. Uh, the more players we have ready, the better. Um, I've obviously had my differences with kind of Turnbull over this season. I've, I've said that I don't think he's at a level that we need to be kind of moving to. Um, but having said that, he's still, like you say, he's still got that good goal in him, that special goal in him, um, that yeah, he definitely knocks the door for a place in the team. It, it keeps people getting pushed. That's Everyone needs like to be on their toes. Yeah, competition yeah. is healthy, you know, at any level. James, as you know, we now wrap up the show by asking you lads for your one good thing and one bad thing from Celtic right now. What have you got? And you give me no time to think about it. So, Barry, why don't you have a wee go that first? <laughs> we've we've only it. been doing it for three weeks, lads. You know, maybe I should uh, send you a letter. I mean, what's, what's the big pluses and, and maybe anything that you're not so sure about just now? One good, one bad. Um, I suppose what I'm saying earlier on about the, the focus that's coming now, you know, you can see up until last night even, um, and there's a wee bit of stuff to be sorted in the split, but now you can start to see there's the games you need to win. You win those games, the chances of you not winning a treble, pretty slim. So being able to focus on that um, is, is a big thing. One bad. Greg Taylor not shown for Starfelt. Do you want to use that one? <laughs> Great. Uh, I, th- I thought I have to say Paddy was very generous in saying he wasn't going to try and sign a left back in March to replace Greg Taylor. You're going to give him a chance for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the season. Uh, what's bad? That's the thing. It's, I was going it's to hard say, to find. Yeah, it's hard to find. And maybe this yeah, is yeah. just you know the format here. Maybe we don't have to have a bad. You know, there's no point. Ba- bad is we're getting too carried away by ourselves. You keep our feet in the ground. That's fine. That's a, a turn of negative and a positive and all that. There's no. Um, you know, sometimes we don't need to find the negative. We're not the Scottish media. We don't need to go. Things are going a wee bit too good at Celtic Park Aye. can we find something Aye, usually Starfield so maybe not so Paddy what's your one good and other good for this week uh, my, my, my one good for this week is um, just a striker that's basically just putting himself into the right positions and scoring ugly goals we've, we've cried for that for quite a while and he seems to be the guy that wants <laughs> to do it and just 
yeah, his, his all-round play, his all-round eagerness to just try and be a help to this team. I'm very, very chuffed for him. Um, and just glad to see him continue to kick on and a great scoring record so far. Um, I do have one bad. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty poor. Uh, I, 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 obviously, I only support Celtic and it will always just be Celtic, but you kind of have a wee affiliation with some teams that you think that, you know, I've got like, a goodness to them, a good side to them, but some of the chance for their fans last night any time our players went in and in the corner, don't sink to their level, please. Don't do it. Yeah, knock <laughs> yourself down. Aye, absolutely. Fair, yeah, fair point, Paddy. So, this time last year, Celtic had conceded the league, had lost their grip in the League Cup and would soon be exiting the Scottish Cup too. Fast forward 12 months and Ange Postacoglu has somehow now got his dreaming of a treble and his first season in charge. It's been an incredible turnaround and we're now looking forward to seeing where these remaining games take us. Thanks to James and Paddy for joining me today and thanks to you for continuing to follow and support the Celtic Exchange. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening to the podcast version, please share this episode far and wide with your Celtic network. It really makes a big difference to what we do. But in the meantime, and as always, thanks for tuning in. It was a great dinner. So great. Wait, where'd you park the car? Oh, the one I just sold at Carvana. What? When did you do that? When you were still looking at the menu. I went on Carvana.com and all I had to do was enter the license plate or VIN, answer a few questions, and got a real offer in seconds. They picked up the car already? No, I parked around the corner. But they are picking it up tomorrow and paying me right on the spot. Oh, no wonder you picked up the check. Yeah, about that. Uh, thought we were going halvesies. Sell your car to Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get a real offer in seconds. Podcast Network.